Beyond the Yard listeners, I just want to say, before we start with this episode, I just want to let you guys know that this episode was in fact recorded on December 31st, 2021, and it will explain why we are talking about New Year. So, thank you everybody, and enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Beyond the Yard. I am your host, Derek Destroyer, and I hope you enjoyed that special edition episode, the Christmas episode with James Fury. Me and him, we had so great times talking to each other, and I learned so much from him, and you know, it kind of inspired me. But now, let's look at it from a different point of view, because now we are going to talk with a different person that pretty much made history depends when this episode is going to get uploaded but we i just witnessed ebw last stand 2021 the final show ever between adam versus roman versus executioner in a triple threat match and that match just blew my mind away but now we are gonna go talk to one of the competitors that competed in that match for the final time in ebw he needs no other introduction besides, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Maximus Roman. What's up, everybody? What's up, Max? Oh, my God. Talk about Deja Vu. I'm just getting goosebumps again, just like how I had you in my show not long ago. I think it was like a year, probably. Yeah, probably a year. I think we, we did the same thing, and we right. I had a good time. So here we are again, except now EBW, my home fed, is over. I know, you know, it's good things come to an end, which is sad. Yeah, well, somewhat of an ending. You could say that. Let's just let's just say that for now. But I'm I'm just surprised by your final match. Probably final. But what a match. Like, good God almighty, that triple threat match was probably like one of the matches I never seen before. Like it felt differently compared to the previous matches that I seen you in EBW. Uh well, first off, I went into it knowing that I may never wrestle again in my entire lifetime. Wow. Also, I went into it in a rush, kind of, because okay. we, I knew that the sun starts to set a little bit earlier, and uh, a couple of the guys had to be somewhere that night. We couldn't, we didn't have the whole day, the whole night, so we kind of rushed it, but but in in doing so... We didn't plan that much. So what you see in that match was right off the cuff, like on the fly. It was just calling it out in the ring. Mm-hmm. And and something that happened that I thought was amazing that we didn't plan out was that crowd. I mean, if you watched EBW Last Stand, you could audibly hear the crowd. And in the beginning, it's just a, a few little kids' voices. And then by the end, it's moms, dads, brothers, sisters, bunch of little kids and their parents and their families watching EBW. They all just walked into my yard. And I mean, hey, I guess it was meant to be. I thought that was awesome. We didn't plan on having the crowd and we had a crowd for the uh-huh. last ever show. That's badass. Like, because 
I think it was like when you guys were doing you guys' entrance, like I saw like you know some movement in the background, you know. And I probably I thought it was just kids, you know. Yeah. Do you want to you want to know what actually was going on? Yeah. What happened? Uh, Okay. So, um, all right. So let me set the stage. It's like thirty minutes before the match starts. Okay. We are in the yard setting up the drums and the guitar and the amp and everything. Because as you saw, I had a live entrance theme song. Which was badass. (laughs) Thank you. So we plug in the amp. My buddy starts playing the guitar, you know, practicing. So he's playing Man in the Box by Alice in Mm -hmm. Chains. And he's Mm -hmm. got the amp all the way up. And and he's blasting the whole neighborhood out with this amp. And then my (laughs) other friend starts playing the drums. And then the sound was just deafening. I mean, it was so loud. I know. And so what was going on in the background, as you mentioned earlier, that there was movement. There was actually a Christmas party going on in the backfield. Because if you've seen EBW, you know how there's that backfield? Yeah, that, that all that field. Mm-hmm. Right. So that field was totally filled up with parents, kids. And there was a person dressed as the Grinch. Somebody dressed as Buddy the Elf. They had cars wow. parked back there in that field. The parents were drinking, and they were having a holiday party. Little did I know that my neighborhood planned on a holiday Christmas party the same day as EBW was set to end. I mean, what are the odds? For real. Anyway, he's practicing the guitar, and this party's going on. Finally, the noise was just too much for somebody, I guess. And one one of my neighbors comes in the yard. He peeks his head in. He goes, hey, can you guys uh, keep it down? Can you stop playing for like 30 minutes? I mean, we, we're singing Christmas carols and we, we can't even hear them. We, we, <laughs> you know, So <laughs> okay. me, I'm like amped up. You know, I'm halfway into my Maximus Roman full on attitude where I just don't give a fuck. And I'm like, hey, this guy, who the hell does he think he is trying to tell us to quiet down when EBW is scheduled to end? Should but I we... told them I missed the part with us my problem? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god. That's perfect. I should have said that. But for real. It was close to Christmas. I didn't want to be a Grinch. And the Grinch right. was literally staring me in the eyes uh-huh. in his full suit. And Buddy the Elf had a Christmas book. He wanted to read a story to the kids and we're blasting them out with rock music. So uh-huh. we agree and we quiet down for like twenty minutes or something like that. But in my mm-hmm. head, I'm like, we got like a time crunch right now. Like, we gotta, we gotta do this. It's, it's now or never. Like, us or them, you know. So yeah, exactly. So, the, they they finally finish this Christmas story, and we rush to the yard, man, and and then we just go right into the match. Uh huh. So, just, I mean, yeah, especially with daylight saving time, because right now, where I'm standing, it's five thirty, and you know the sun's about to like, you know go dark and i don't know how it's looking over there right now really because around like 4 30 the sun starts to set around here wow that's crazy yeah but like luckily you know you guys didn't have like camera issues where like you know especially with lighting because no wait a minute i'll stop you right there we had camera we had camera technicalities man we had some issues So oh, I missed that. What okay. happened? No, you could you can't even tell because the way it's edited, 
And right, and, yeah, that's that's what I kind of noticed. But go on. Right, but so another thing that happened during the match. So the crowd. Okay, so we have the crowd there, mm-hmm. which that's a whole other thing. What, in the middle of the match, the camera dies. Oh no! Okay. Right, but but thank God the commentator Stacy Wilson, my friend Nicole, mm-hmm. she she like whispers in my ear. So I took I take a vertical suplex and wind knocked out of me. I roll out of the ring to catch my breath. I and then that. she comes, she whispers, she's like, the camera's going to die. What do we do? And um, I look dead ahead and the crowd is right there. I'm like, what am I going to do? Call cut and, and tell them we need to charge the batteries. For real. <laughs> and we got a live audience. So I'm like, all right, we have to, we have to Improvise. make this work. So I tell her, get her phone and start recording on her phone. And so now she's filming on the camera and then she's shuffling around for her phone. That's why the camera gets a bit shaky. Yes. And then I tell my buddy who was playing the guitar, grab my phone. It's in my jacket pocket. And I threw my jacket across the yard. So he goes to look for my jacket because my phone's in the pocket. He goes and he grabs my phone and he starts recording. So now we have three cameras going. Mm-hmm. And then the camera dies. And then we had two. So thank God we realized before the camera died, we, we got mm-hmm. two cameras going in the nick of time right but uh what i was about to say was the audience so the the way that that all went about was like i told you they heard us blasting them out when they were Mm -hmm. singing christmas carols but i go back in the field for my entrance like i'm ready to do my whole entrance Mm -hmm. and i got my sunglasses on my hood on my big gold belt on and these little kids start coming up to me and they're like, who are you? Oh my God. What, what are you guys doing here? And then the guitar starts and it's super loud and the drums start. And now people are starting to like walk by the curtain. If you watch it over, you can see people like peeking in the curtain, like as they're walking by. Okay. And then I make my entrance. Like, I'm like, okay, kids, I got to go. Like, I can't talk anymore. I go out and you, you can see me. Like I, I dart into the yard take off my hood, do my whole entrance. And then as the camera pans to me as I'm in the ring, like the camera didn't pick this up, but the kids start entering the yard, like behind me. Mm-hmm. Like they, they followed me in because they heard this loud guitar. They see me with this big gold belt and I'm starting to get amped up in the back. And mm-hmm. they literally follow me through the curtain and they stand there and they watch the whole entire match. I couldn't believe it, dude. Right. Because when you perform in front of, like, a, you know, audience like that, it brings out, you know, a different vibe from you, you know? Right. And we weren't even anticipating having a live audience. Mm-hmm. But, hey, but that, that's just amazing, too. Like, see, I love stories like this because, you know, when you watch it, you know, like, you're watching the match, you know, great. Then at the end, you get to see some fans. You're like, oh, that's cool. You know, they watched it. But, like, when you hear, you know, what you're telling us right now, you know, it just tells us more about the story. Like, especially when you had issues with the camera. I kind of noticed where, like, you guys have, like, you know, you see one of the camera recording the other camera, but, like, hearing the camera story where you guys have technical difficulties, like, that's just great, you know? Like, people know, like, where you guys kind of struggle through it. Right, and that was on the fly, too. Like, I just took a suplex, got the wind knocked out of me, and mm-hmm. then she tells me the camera's going to die. I panicked, dude. I uh-huh. panicked. And then I was like, all right, we're going full-on cell phone mode. And then, yeah, you, I, yeah, you could see 
one of the cell phones recording the other cell phone in the match, but mm-hmm. but it's not like a big deal or anything, you know, like that's normal. Yeah, I mean, hey, WWE they film the cameramen filming the other cameramen sometimes. For real, like that's how things go. Right. Yeah. Whatever. But man, like that's crazy. Throughout EBW, like, what would you say was? I know, like, you had like the greatest moments and all that, but like, what were some like you know good moments that not a lot of people know of? Behind the scenes, or yeah, you could say wise. Okay, so behind. The... Hmm. I mean, I don't know how, like, you know, what you guys do on Patreon, because like probably you know they hear you know some good behind the scenes stuff, but like just like to the you know the universe, the fans in general, like, is there like any? Well, let's see. Um. All right. Back in 2015, we used to film in the basement during the winter seasons because it was freezing cold outside. The ground was frozen. Right. So we used to film in the basement. And and this was before we even thought of the idea to pre-tape things. Mm-hmm. So every single Friday night like clockwork the guys would come over after school we're in like middle school at this time and we would film ebw in the basement and what we would do is we would film ebw i would you know clip it all together there was hardly any editing back then like literally the only editing that took place was clipping entrances together and that's it so we would literally film it finish the match I would go on the phone that we recorded it on, clip it together, and then post it immediately. Like, it was really stupid looking back on it. Because, like, if one person couldn't make it that night, we wouldn't have anything to post. You know, I don't know. Anything could have went wrong. But that's the way oh. we used to do EBW. And then post it immediately after. Mm-hmm. And then after we would post it, we would all get Domino's Pizza. And we would have pizza night every single Friday night. Pizza That's time, badass. Friday night. For real. And also watch Friday Night Smackdown where you guys are at it. I think we did, yeah. Man, that's just great to hear. No, but I just want to say, you know, I know you're part of EBW, but like, you know, I, it just feels crazy that it's end. But like, thank you, you know, like, there's no other words, but thank you. Well, thank you. I mean, you, all the fans... Everybody that watched for all these years, they really made my childhood something special. And I'm speaking for myself here, but I'm sure the other guys feel the same. We, we literally have our childhoods encapsulated in video format. Granted, (laughs) about almost 500 to 600 videos were deleted from the original channel. I remember that. But we do still have some old footage from 2014. As mm-hmm. you saw tonight in the EBW Last Stand, I edited I edited some of that in where I had the long hair, the man bun. Well, I saw that. I was like, got a, Yeah. <laughs> well, like, like, I just got, like, flashbacks. I was like, damn, like, look at that right. hair. Like, right, God. so... It's because of all you guys that gave us the drive and the will to go on that we have all these memories stored up. And 
Hell, if it wasn't for EBW, I probably wouldn't have found my passion for filmmaking. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have had the confidence to vlog. Hell, I probably wouldn't have even gotten the idea to do a vlog. The reason I started vlogging was because, like I just said, I had those videos encapsulated from when I was 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to go back and look at, you know, what my life was like. And granted, it was a fake EBW show, but still what I looked like, what my yard looked like, what my friends looked like, what my voice sounded like pre-puberty. For real. Um, so I felt that. I felt that. Exactly. It inspired me to start the vlog because now I can encapsulate my life from here until adulthood mm-hmm. every week with a vlog. It, it, it's because of EBW that my life is the way it is today. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys. Well, it might just be me, but like on something that you said, I felt like, you know, this is just me personally. I don't know if like anybody could relate or like, you know, have something similar to what I'm saying, but like, Ever since I created ACW, like, you know, it was part of my childhood. Like, the way I look at it, when, like, growing up, part of, like, you know, backyard wrestling, jumping on trampolines, knocking on people's houses. Hey, let's go wrestle. Hey, let's go make videos, you know? Like, that's how we did it. And, you know, like, how you said, like, in the future, once we're, like, what, in our mid-20s, 30s, once we look up, we look back, we could, like, you know, hear how we sounded or see how we sounded or, like, if you could, like, really recall, like, you could actually remember, like, what you were thinking back then during that time period. Exactly. And that's what those videos do for me. They make me, they, like, put me in a state uh, similar to how I was when the video was recorded. I can think back and remember what I was thinking. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really something that you can't really describe. Like, uh, it's like it's you have to, to experience it. You have to experience yeah, it. Exactly. Going back and revisiting home videos, except if you thought about this episode or this match and you put it together and it was uh-huh. your creativity of the time. And right. then I would look back on a video from like, I don't know, last week. And mm-hmm. I look back on that video and it's my creativity of that time. It's, right. It's different. It shows progression. It shows it shows mm-hmm. growth. And I'll I know I'll look back on this podcast even and I'll be like, why did I say that? Why didn't I say this? What was I thinking? Why mm-hmm. did I say that when I could have said this? You know? It, exactly. It really uh it really makes you think. And it it definitely has helped me grow as a person, as weird as that sounds. Mm-hmm. That's another one of those things where it's hard to describe unless you you do something similar to this this creative process and and you have mm-hmm. years to reflect on your work. It's very right. very different than anything else. Right. Not a lot of people like you know see it how we see it. Sure, they think you know oh there's just a bunch of kids you know trampoline on trampoline making videos. But like sure it might seem like that. But like you know in my opinion like sure we might have like you know this wrestler and this wrestler. But like to me. Like, how I see ACW is just, you know, a bunch of group of friends, you know, recording, you know, because th- that's what kind of helped us, brought us together, you know? Right, right. Then, then like, not only, like, us friends, but, like, the community, because our YouTube community is pretty huge. That's, yeah, it's funny you say that, because, yeah, you make friends doing this. It's, 
Mm-hmm. I am good friends with Jack Delta because of this. He lives in Michigan. I'm friends right. with Matt Thunder, Zach, because of this. I'm mm-hmm. with Colin and Logan. Right. Yes, because of EW. We spent years bonding over this one thing. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I don't know if you saw, you know, my crossover match, but I had, you know, my legendary dream match with Caution from TWF that we were supposed to have a match three years ago. I don't know if you ever heard of that before. Yeah, I think I saw it. But anyways, like, me and him, we were supposed to have a match, but, you know, we never happened. So, like, we kept talking and talking about it. Like, what we didn't know at the time was, like, that was somehow, like, bringing us together and together. And, like, once we actually, like, met, like, we kind of, like, unlocked the friendship that we haven't locked yet because... We just saw each other for the first time and, you know, a lot of feelings were going through each other because me and him were like childhood friends because we grew up watching each other. And when we actually had a chance to actually have a match, it just felt like amazing. Like kind of how you had a match, like crossover matches with other federations. That's just amazing. Like amazing feeling right there. Yeah, there's nothing like doing a crossover and you seeing the way that they do things. Mm hmm on YouTube and then going there and seeing how they do things in real life when all the cameras are shut off Mm -hmm. and just to even see like a location, for example, the Emmy. And then when I went there and I walked in the MEBW yard with all the cameras off and everything. Yeah. I was like, I remember specifically saying, I remember it looking like this like i did not expect it to look like this like uh-huh. i don't know what i expect yeah like it's it's a much bigger than you actually think it's, it's kind of like just, a movie set yeah yeah i guess not so, exactly but no okay. no i think no no that, well because you're used to like you're used to more of like a television show like okay a there you go where it's mm-hmm. got it's not the living room and and you can only see, you know, the the stairs, the couch, the front, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You can't see more than that. Like, you can't get behind the camera. So, yeah. going there, it was like, I'm used to seeing it from this point of view. And I now know, I, can, I know. Over here, I can walk over there. and I can go oh, in the yeah. house. And it's totally different. It's, it's cool. I know. No, but... I know you guys say you guys are taking a break right now, but what's your future plans? <laughs> Could maybe you have been more? I need to be more specific. Let me back it up. Let me back it up because maybe that's a lot of things, you know, to process. No, I, but... I can, I'm very, uh, I can be vague. Okay. What about for 2022? Is that like clear enough? Uh, 2022. Are you talking about EBW or Maximus Cardillo? Uh, let's talk about Maximus Cardillo, because, like, for example, like, you, you made a film, and not, you may have said not a lot of people understand on the first take, but, like, seeing something like that, especially homemade, that's just, like, something cool to see. Thank you. Uh, I saw your reaction video also. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. That was cool yeah. as shit. Uh-huh. Um, 2022. 2022 is in a couple hours. For real. Okay. I, uh, well, EBW is over. Uh, so there's going to be less wrestling in 2022. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be focusing on the vlog 
Go subscribe to Maximus Cardillo. Shameless plug. Um, the link will be down in the description. Thank you. Started writing my next film. Nice. I'm planning on starting to record it within the next month or two. Ready by the summertime. It's going to mm-hmm. be a summertime release. Different than all the other releases. Okay. I may or may not have something in mind for EBW that is not technically EBW. You will. That is all I will say. That's good enough. Well, there's something I want to share, not only to you, but like, you know, to everybody that's listening to this, that, you know, Maximus Cardillo, if you haven't seen his film, you know, check it out because it's something that you guys should definitely check out. But like that kind of, you know, inspired me to start making my own films per se, like especially 2022. I want to try to produce and actually film three different types of films. Like the like first film is going to be kind of like an action pack, but like it's going to look goofy. But I feel like that's what it's supposed to kind of look like. But like, remember, which just, you know, it's our first film. You know, you guys kind of give a break, but like kind of just, you know, stick around. But the second one is kind of going to be like a serious film. Like, for example, um, The Outsiders. You've seen The Outsiders, correct? Uh, don't kill me, but I can't say I've seen that. Okay. What about um, The Breakfast Club? Ever heard of, course of it? I, of course I've seen The Breakfast Okay. Just just checking. Just checking. So it's going gonna to have like a vibe like that. It's about these group of friends. I'm not going to say how it starts or ends, but, you know, that's, that's the characters right there. Group of friends. And the third film? Is gonna hopefully we could probably upload it on Halloween, and it's gonna be a horror film. So we're gonna try to make it like a slasher '80s vibe film, and you know, only time to tell how it goes. Can I say something? Yeah, go right ahead. Pick one, focus mm-hmm. on that one, dwell okay. one, film that one, edit that one to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. and only. That one, don't even think about the other two. Don't even, mm-hmm. don't even spend two minutes on it. Okay. Because if you try making three, if you no, if you start thinking about three different films once, they're gonna suck. Nothing okay. against you. No, and no, maybe, I get you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a prodigy. Maybe you're the best in the world. Maybe. You are a, you have a knack for that, but from personal experience, when when you try and do and think multiple projects at one time, mm-hmm. and to do more of a quantity over quality. Okay, yes, you know. Example: mm-hmm. Death or Silence, Untold Truths. Is about an hour and a half, if I'm not mistaken. And looking back on it, it's garbage. <laughs> I mean, it's got some good parts. Yes, it's got a, it's got a good idea, but the execution was pretty piss poor, in my opinion. Okay. Because I was already planning out the third installment in the trilogy that was never even created. Damn. 
It was never even created. And I have a whole entire script written for Death or Silence and All, it was supposed to be called. Wow. So then when you put it together, it would have been Untold and All, uh-huh. which would have been it. But <laughs> I was stuck on that fact. The fact was shit. I was thinking about two movies at one time, and at the end of the day, that hindered my in creating the first one, the untold truths. Mm-hmm. I would totally focus on one film at a time. So just use that. Anybody out there who wants to be a filmmaker or start making films, and Derek, you. Oh, definitely. One, I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. Don't get mixed up. Pick one, the best I, the, the that you're most passionate. The one okay. that you think about every day. The one that means the most to you personally. Because I don't know if you're like me with this creative filmmaking stuff, but I make that I that I believe that right that like, I, you have a vision for it can relate to yeah that i have a vision like do you remember i'm gonna put you on the spot do you remember the the story the message behind drowning the message behind drowning i mean i it might just be me maybe i understand like like different stuff but like i guess is like a dark like a dark-minded version i mean i mean i need to rewatch it but it's kind of like confusing to explain it, but like you know, once you watch it, it kind of like plays it in your mind, you know. Okay, well, the message at the end of Drown is you know it. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a message that people need to hear because right. it it's it's. It happens more often than you would think that there's mm-hmm. somebody dealing with a problem that the whole rest of the world doesn't know about, but nobody, even the people closest to this person don't pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they don't know because that person is drowning inside, not on the outside, on the outside, they're perfectly fine and they're going about their day like normal, but on the inside where things truly fuck you up where they're drowning at and the me- that message is supposed to resonate with the audience and and maybe you're you're gonna go and check on your friend now because of that right and because i know i had that message where like you know like kind of like depression maybe i think i i think that's what you're trying to use maybe it's not that word but like no it, you know it, like depression mm. has to do with it yeah okay okay i'm Be- right just, from experience, depressed people hide their true emotion and they pretend like they're all right when they're not all right. And that mm-hmm. leads to really shitty consequences. And that is why I added in the suicide hotline number. Because yes. this is a true thing that happens in the world. And, and we yeah. need to that at all costs. Mm-hmm. Like, when I saw it, like, after watching it, like, before I even made, you know, the reaction video to it, like, 
I got, I was like just thinking in my corner of the room, you know, listening to like, you know, not depression music, but like music that gets you thinking. Like I was thinking about, you know, like people that, you know, that are kind of lying to you. Like they're saying, oh, no worries. Like I'm fine. But like, you know how you said, they're not fine because, you know, they're dealing, dealing with the problem. And if they don't find a solution to the problem, then the problem would just be bigger. And not only just for that person, but like for people that are connected somehow. Saying that you thought about this after you saw the film? Yes. Good. That's what you're, that's exactly mm-hmm. the purpose. Right. But I just want to say, you know, like the advice they told me about, you know, pick one, you know, I like it, you know, now thinking about it, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. You kind of, or else you're setting mm-hmm. yourself up for failure. True. Right. Like, no, no, but I have here, here's what you should do. Well, not what you should. And you can do whatever you want. It's your life. Okay. I, I did a daily basis. I think that's my gift. Uh, I get, I, I'm just very creative. I was just wired this. I was born this way. So I get these ideas every day and I don't harp on these ideas. I don't say, okay, I'm going to make film number one and it's action packed. Film number two, it's a horror one. Number three, people. I'm not thinking like that. I get the idea. I pull out my phone right away. Idea slips my mind. I write it down. I write down the idea that popped into my head and in parentheses, how I would go about it. For example, who I am thinking for a certain role, a location I'm thinking about, or a time of release. Uh, here's a little exclusive. I already have an idea for next Halloween's movie, but it's just that. It is just an idea. Because if I start thinking about that movie now, that's the movie I'm going to have to make now because I can't do two at once. So I put that idea down in my notes Mm -hmm. and I forgot about it because it's written down. So I'll remember it when I read it, but I forgot about it. Because mm-hmm. my creative slate needs to be completely clean for me to put my effort, my 100% effort into this movie that I am creating right in here and now. That's good to hear. No, just, just out of curiosity, like you mentioned that you had like, you know, you have future projects, but like you actually had never, you know, even had a chance to actually make it. Had you? You're referring to the Death of Silence and all yeah. movie that I just said? Yes. Yeah, man. I wrote the whole for a third installment. So it would have been, it would have been a, a, uh, well, the way that I thought about it was a trilogy. It would, it's very strange though, because I don't know if you, science movies or shorts or whatever. I, I remember the saga, yeah. Do you remember the first one? How it was like a fight scene and, was it that one with the, the in the grave? Was it? Yeah, the Reaper. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so there was that one. And then those didn't. So then I was like, okay, this third one, I'm going to try and make it all. And then uh-huh. and then I was like, okay, that's a, this was a pretty okay movie that I can work off of. Okay. Death or Silence, Untold Truths. And. This was going to be like 
Well, it would have been the second movie in a trilogy because it would have been Death of Silence Chapter 1, 2, and 3. That would have connected to another trilogy. It would have been Death of Silence Chapter 3, Death of Silence Untold, and then it would have been Death of Silence and All. So the way you could view it was Chapter 1, 2, and 3, or Chapter 3, Untold Truths and All. And so I wow. had the script written for end all written. But it'll never never probably. Oh, okay. No, because the reason I asked that, like, because, like, okay, this was before I just looked at my knee, like, before I thought of, like, any other thing, like, I was working on this project, and I wanted to make it happen. So it was kind of like a backyard, you know, movie, you know, like you see it from, like, point of view of a wrestler. And, you know, I, we were going to, I was trying to like actually make it happen until, you know, in the film, I kind of predicted my injury, which is kind of odd. But, you know, ever since I just didn't work on it because like probably I just thought differently now ever since. But like what I'm trying to say is that like if you have projects that you never like finish or like, you know, or like start working on it, that you have been working on it before, like would you ever try to work on it again or like probably do something similar to that? Depends on the situation. For Death okay. or Silence End All, mm-hmm. I don't have the access to the people that would need to be in the film. Okay, I get you. Reapers in college. Uh, it would involve the cult. And cult members were the MEBW boys, and I'm sure they're not going to travel out here again, all of them, to right. just do I mean, whatever. I don't know. I don't think they would. It probably won't mm-hmm. happen. I know it won't happen. Mm-hmm. So I just... Yeah, I just shut off the idea. It's just not going to happen. No, because the reason I... Okay, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. I see what you're trying to get at with this question. Do you go back? Do you not go back? You like the idea, but you can't execute it because you're thinking differently. I totally understand what you're saying because I like the script I had written, but I can't really necessarily do that. Mm -hmm. So what I say to you to answer your question, take the best parts of that. I and else that could work perfectly about writing movies or stories or you know, whatever mm-hmm. is you are always in control. And as long as you're in control, you can tell any story you want with anything in it that you would want. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of what happens in end all, but I can't do it that way. So I'll write another movie with a similar character or a similar character arc. Or, you know, an action sequence that I had in mind, but I can't do in that movie. I'll adapt it and use it in another medium. Because you can't just, well, you can, but you don't want to just throw away all your ideas and say that they're garbage. You don't want to rag on yourself too much. You got you to gotta compliment yourself. You got to use your own ideas as much as possible. 
because you're going to learn from your own ideas in the long run. Mm -hmm. Like untold truths. I knew that it's a sloppy movie and I knew that I could do better, but I continued doing what I was doing because I knew once I posted it, got feedback on it, rewatched it a a lot of times that I'm going to learn from that experience and I'll take what I did there, the failures, even though they might have been good ideas, the execution made them failures. And mm-hmm. I will turn them into positives in a future movie or story. So what I'm trying okay. to say in the abridged version is take your ideas and work on them. Work on them to the best of your abilities because eventually you will turn them into something good. It's only, it's only destined that it will happen. Right. No, I know you're about to, you know, head to a place, you know, any bit, but like, I just want to say quickly, cause like I'm, 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 I've been a writer. Like there's no fact, you know, nothing else. I don't know how, what I'm trying to say right now, but like, to me, I like to write stories, even though like, I'm not going to make projects, you know, like films wise, but like just for fun, you know, like creative writing, you could say, but I don't know why, but in school, like I always daydream of making, you know, comic, you know, whatnot, but like, I never actually had the time to actually make a comic. So I kind of like created, you know, like stories, episodes of, you know, superheroes and all that. And like, it's just like how you said, you know, like, don't, you know, I don't think you actually told me this. Maybe I had, maybe you had it. But like, what I'm trying to say is that like, write down ideas, you know, that could actually be useful for something. Maybe you can use it for that specifically story wise, but like you could probably use, you know, the story arc for, for something else. Yeah. No, but I didn't want to say... Thank you, Maximus Roman, for being a part of Beyond the Yard. And, you know, nothing else but thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm always willing to come back on here at a later date mm-hmm. and uh, tell you some more stories because of all the years VBW, I'm sure I have plenty of stories. Thank just you. Come up, just come up with the questions and we can do another one of these podcasts. Sounds good, man. Any any last words before we head out, even though this is the last day of 2021? Today is the last day of 2021. Today was the last episode of EBW that premiered just a couple. Uh, I'm feeling all sorts of emotions. The thing that was a constant in my life every Friday is now over. So there's a void there that I need to fill creativity creatively and i will so if you want to see what i'm going to create next go follow me on maximus roman youtube channel link derek said in the description and thank you for following me and making my life memorable ebw was thanks to all you fans i i can't express how thankful i am it means the world that's that's all I can say for now. I'm sure I'll regret it not saying something else later. But, hey, I'm sure I'll be back on here at a later date. That sounds good, man. But thank you, everybody that is listening to Beyond the Yard. Whatever, if it's either, you know, on YouTube or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming, you know, softwares or platforms that you guys are listening to. Thank you for listening. This was Maximus Roman on Beyond the, Beyond the Yard. And Thank you, everybody. Have a good night and Happy New Year's. Thank you. Happy New Year.